0: Welcome to Truth Unbound. Once again, I am your host, Walter Swaim, and we are continuing in the series called Myth Understandings. In other words, Christian cliches that get used a lot, and they're passed on, really almost from one generation to another, without asking if they're really biblically accurate. And sometimes they cause more harm than good when they're said. Now, last week we looked at God never gives you more than you can handle, and we found out how that's not really biblically accurate. Now, this week, here's this one. I know you've heard it. Ready? Everything happens for a reason. Now, what's interesting is you don't even hear that just in Christian circles, but in other religious circles as well. But we'll get to that in just a moment, because what we do here at Truth Unbound is we take the things that are happening in the culture, society, in the church, questions about the Bible uh, and Christianity, and we look at them in the light of God's word and what he says plainly and clearly. And then we, we understand what God really means and how he wants us to respond and understand these things according to his view of things. All right? Well, Let's get into it right now. All right. Now, just before we get into our topic of today, I just want to remind you that if you are growing in your knowledge of the, of the Lord, of his word, And how it relates to the things of each and every day, which is our passion here at Truth Unbound, is to look at what's happening currently and being asked currently and seeing what God's Word really says about it and how God really instructs us. If that is happening in your life, you're growing with this, and you want others to be growing in their faith as well, then would you do this? Would you click on like? Make sure to tut, uh, to hit or click on all notifications. Also, you could subscribe to follow the podcast, video or audio, and then also subscribe to the podcast so you know when the latest one is coming out and then share a link to each one every time they come out with the whole world, okay? All right, let's get back to it. Okay, so the question once again is, is it true that everything happens for a reason? Now, again, when you get into especially Far Eastern uh, religions, such as Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, there's that idea of fatalism. In other words, you can't, it's going to happen no matter what you say or no matter what you think or no matter what you do. It's going to happen that way. And it's a it's a sad fatalism. In other words, we're just kind of going through the motions, and things are going to happen to us no matter what we do, and we have no say or decisive action in them to change the the circumstances. Um, now, a lot of these cliches come to us; they they are distantly connected in some way to a Bible verse or passages in the Bible. Well, this one, everything happens for a reason, most likely comes from this and it's in Romans 8:28 which says and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose all right, so we're going to take this step by step as we get closer to, and then in that verse and back out, and understand what this, what all this really means. Okay, now when someone says everything happens for a purpose, um, it it usually means it points to either the past as a consequence. In other words, it happened because of a reason, because something happened. Uh, you. <laughs> I had somebody just this last week say, karma, baby. In other words, I believe in karma, that things are going to come back around. Uh, bad things are going to happen to people when they do bad things, okay? So that's what they mean by karma. It's, but uh, it can either mean that or uh, it can be uh, as a purpose. In other words, there's something in the future that's going to result from this. Okay. And mostly meaning something good is going to happen to it. So either way, whatever is, everything happens for a reason, a true statement. Is it a biblical statement? Is it from God? I think of the first instance, uh, something like this that similarly happened in the New Testament. And that is in John chapter nine with the disciples, with Jesus. Um, In John chapter nine, verses one through four, it says this. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Okay, so we know that it would have been a common way of thinking Back then, especially for the Jew, to think that it was the, all suffering is directly linked to either someone in his family sinning or his parents specifically, like they're saying here, or the man himself that he would have been blind this way. Of course, he was blind from his birth, so what did he could have done to be blind, but whatever uh, to cause blindness in him. Uh, but nevertheless, the point being, there was a cause. Everything happened for or because of a reason, okay? And Jesus said, neither. Neither his parents nor he sinned for that this would happen, but God's going to do something incredibly great out of it. He's going to create something amazing out of it. In another instance, uh, I remember in Luke chapter thirteen, verses one through four, where Paul, uh, where Paul, where uh, Luke writes this in verse one of Luke thirteen. There were present at that season some who had told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And so these people tell him or remind him about this story about Galileans who were evidently murdered by Pilate. And then he took their blood and mingled it with the blood of the sacrifices they were making for them and their families in the temple, according to the law. And so there was this slaughter of people by the Roman governor of Galilee and of Palestine, actually, all of Palestine. And, and so Jesus said, well, do you think they were worse sinners? That's why this happened to them. He says, it wasn't that way. But I tell you what, everyone's going to perish one day, and you need to repent of your sin and turn to me. And then he mentions himself back at them, another story, a, a tragic accident, a freak accident that occurred. Evidently, in, uh, we don't have anything of this in history, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, uh, not every single instance was recorded in history. The, this tower, evidently maybe a type of tower or a scaffolding to build a tower fell and every one of the workers on it kill, were killed by it. He says, do you think they were worse sinners because of uh, what happened here? Do you think that was what caused it? And he says, no, but I tell you what, everyone's going to die one day, one way or another, and you need to repent of your sin and believe in me now. Okay. So again, what's the reason? in general, he says everyone's going to die. It's not because something happened to them or they did something or something was going to come out of this. But I tell you what does come out of this is we learn a lesson, and that is that you everyone needs to repent of their sin and turn to God before they pass away, before they die. All right, so let me read that verse in Romans eight twenty eight one more time. It says, "...and we know that all things work together for good." To those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Again, probably one of the most overused or misused verses in the Bible, but nevertheless, let's look at it uh, in in what it really says here. It says, all things work together for good. When it says work together, the Greek word is synergeo. It's the word in English that we get called synergism. In other words, it's it's the idea that everything blends together, blended together, produces something greater in effect than each thing by itself separately. And then he says, not only that will God work all things together his way by his providence, uh it's, it's also something he says for those that are the called, those that love God. In other words, only those who are children of God, those who have put their faith in Christ will receive the benefit of this and will notice it and recognize this truth that no matter what happens, God will bring it to good either in this life or the next, one way or another. And let me put this in as a side note, just to remember this, that this is one of those heavy heavy truths that are foundational to our living as believers in Christ. Uh, it's important that before tragedy strikes, that we, you get this down in your mind and in your heart deeply, that it be deeply embedded, um, immovable, okay? Uh, so you can't wait until the moment happens and say, okay, God, I need an answer. You'll have this already. You'll open the drawer and pull this truth out, and the Spirit will bring it to your mind and your heart to give you assurance no matter what happens, God is going to work it for the good somehow, some way, at some time. Okay, so make sure to get this truth down now. Okay, so how are we understand? How are we to understand this all? Okay, well, first of all, we understand that God has His sovereign will. Okay, He knows every possible, every possible way anything could be decided or done, um, and the, it also involves what He says will happen no matter what we do. Okay. And they are two separate things. And we'll explain why in just a moment. Okay. So like the book of Revelation reveals what will happen, no matter what, this is what is going to happen one day. And God's willed it that way. Uh, But then uh, besides that, God knows every possibility, every eventuality that's out there. Okay. Uh, But he also gave us free will. He gave us free will. In other words, gives each person the, the ability to freely choose what they want to do in any circumstance, to decide one way or the other, okay? The third thing is this, is that God knows what can and will happen, but he does not make that choice for you to make it happen a certain way. Now, I know my Calvinistic brethren would disagree with me, but the scriptural evidence shows us this. He knows, again, every possibility and eventuality, but he doesn't micromanage every single thing to happen the way It does. That's called determinism, to say that God makes the choice of how everything's going to happen, every single tiny thing ever in the universe, okay? Um, And that's not true. In other words, we could put it this way. uh, In summary, everything happens for a reason, but God is not the reason everything happens. Let me repeat that one more time. Everything happens for a reason, but God is not the reason everything happens. Okay, so what happens Romans 8:28 tells us though that his overall sovereign will his the providence. Providence is God's unexplainable ways to guide things to eventually fulfill his purposes and glory. Let me repeat that one more time. Providence is God's unexplainable ways to guide things to eventually fulfill his purposes and glory. And so Romans 8 28 tells us that behind it all, and every choice that is made independently, freely by each and every person to do what they're going to do or not do or decide what is right or wrong in a certain circumstance to do, um, in some way, God eventually brings it out so that his glory is fulfilled in it all. He just doesn't make that decision and predetermine everything to happen the way it does. Now, some things happen, uh, a lot of things, tragically happen already because of sin ever since the beginning from the first sin of adam and eve it has thrown everything into chaos it has not only given uh upon, passed upon us the death or the curse of sin and death on us since that time but it has also messed up or created chaos and confusion even in the physical elements of the creation as a fallout it's a fallout of it you say, well, where do you get that from? In Genesis chapter 3, verse seventeen, verses 17 through 19, it says, Then to Adam he, God, said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And so this assures us of this, th- this this, thing, that not only is sin and the curse of sin, which is death, passed to all of us, as it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, or as it affirms in Romans 5, 8, it means first of all that people sinful people will do sinful stupid things they will and they will cause pain and harm and suffering on on each other okay that's the first thing that happens because of sin god has nothing to do with that that's on us we are without excuse so humanity causes sinful human stupid things to happen Uh, With to each other. Okay. Secondly, because not only the sin of man has uh, cursed man to sin and death, but also all of creation. So uh, is cursed with with a fallout effect from this. In other words, that's why freak accidents occur and natural disasters occur, taking the lives of so many people and damaging uh, property and and altering even the land itself often. And so, because of sin, stupid people do stupid things. And that's the reason why it happened. And freak accidents occur because creation itself is in a certain degree of chaos as a byproduct of our sin. So in the end, just to summarize, this means that God can and will make good come from everything. Good and bad, he will make good come out of it. His purposes will be fulfilled. His glory will be seen one way or another in it all and through it all. And he will show his love and grace to us. What can happen can even open, no matter how tragic, can even open hearts to the gospel, okay? Open people's minds and hearts to to finally really see and consider the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it will bring God, but God will be glorified in the end. So this tells us that we need to make very good choices based on biblical principles and commands that God gives us. It raises the, raises the bar on the importance and the value of the choices that we make day in and day out, no matter how small they may be. It reminds us also of our personal responsibility and also our accountability to God for the choices that we make. Well, I hope that this has helped you to understand this a little more. It's very brief. This can go with it. people discuss and debate this for hours at a time, and books are written on it, and and thousands of pages have been written on the subject itself. But nevertheless, I hope this has helped put it in a capsule for you to understand uh, in what God's truth really says when it comes to the statement, "Everything, everything happens for a reason." Yeah, but no, it's not really completely accurate biblically. And now we know why. Well, don't forget to hit like. Also make sure that you subscribe to our channel and then also share this with everyone, this podcast with everyone you can. All right. Remember to follow Jesus because when you do, you'll always follow the truth.